T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In the very state where Lloyd said to Mary Swanson, so you're telling me there's a chance. I'm telling you, there's a chance. The Red Sox, who were eight games back in the wild card pursuit, are now five games back in the wild card pursuit. They're heading to Anaheim after an off day, and the schedule actually shapes up pretty nicely. There's a lot to tell you about in that regard. And if you give yourself permission to believe, if you click your heels together, yeah, maybe there might be an October after all with the Red Sox in it. We're going to talk about it now. This is Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox Podcast. And here's your host, Josh as long as we're quoting movies, let's go to one of the all-time greats. Let's go Shawshank. Andy Dufresne said it. There's a small place inside us that they can never lock away, and that place is called hope. And there is some hope now. The Red Sox may have figured some things out. They have won 9 out of 12, and they just did in Colorado what they did in Colorado to win a World Series. They won two games in a row and then got on a plane and took off. This is Josh Lewin, and uh, yeah, they're taking off for Anaheim. They'll enjoy Disneyland or whatever they want to do on Thursday before they get Nate Evaldi to the mound on Friday. And by the way, David Price is going to return on Sunday, so some things are starting to shake down well. The schedule, as I mentioned, is starting to maybe smile at the Red Sox at this point because this weekend Cleveland plays Tampa Bay. Somebody's got to lose. Maybe somebody loses three times, and they fall right back to the pack. The A's, who lost in Kansas City, of all things, on Wednesday, they've got to go play the Yankees now. So if, and I know it's a big if because the Red Sox have not exactly been the model of consistency, but if they can go to Anaheim and take care of some business, maybe they're not five back, maybe they're four or three back when they get back to Boston starting Labor Day. And I know you've got Minnesota and the Yankees coming in. Nothing's going to be easy here. Chris Sale is out for the year. There's a lot of other things going wrong. Tell you some things that are going right, though. The top of the order is going very, very right. Mookie Betts had 38 doubles for the year coming in. Rafael Devers, 48. Xander Bogarts, 45. Add that all up. That's 133 doubles. The San Diego Padres as a team have 180. So the top third of your order is almost there. If you mix in J.D. Martinez and Mitch Moreland, those five guys have out-doubled the San Diego Padres. Mitch Moreland wouldn't even be needed in this one. Brock Holt took an 0 for 5, and it was really not a big deal. Jackie Bradley Jr. took an 0 for, not a big deal at all. Because just with the best buddies, Devers and Bogarts alone, the stepbrothers, if you will, Dale and Brennan, uh, five extra base hits between them, four runs batted in, five runs scored. Boston wins 7-4, seven, seven runs, 12 hits, no errors. And for Colorado, 4-11-1. 
It was Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound. He always gets run support, right? He's got the major league lead in that department, 8.1 per game. And he didn't exactly pitch a clean game. He only lasted five innings, 104 pitches. He walked three. He struck out five. But he took a scoreless streak all the way to 21 innings before a bunt single chased in a run. By then, the Red Sox were leading. But just talking about Eddie for a second, 166 innings pitched for him. That's number one on the team. Rick Porcello is next at 150. Those guys I would have figured would be four and five. Instead, they are one and two. The innings pitch leaders out of the bullpen, Walden and Workman. Now, let's talk about Workman. He ended up getting a save in this one, his ninth of the year. Opponents now hitting 124 against him. And in spring training, it seemed fair to wonder whether Brandon Workman's run with the Red Sox might be nearing its end. Because during a spring in which members of the Red Sox organization acknowledged that velocity was a concern, you know, Workman was very much on the bubble. He was out of options, too. This is a guy in 2014, was 1-10 for the Red Sox, turned it around last year, was 6-1, 3.27 ERA, but you didn't know what you had in Brandon Workman. The only Red Sox pitcher to have appeared in at least one postseason game during the 2013 and 18 World Series title runs and Xander Bogart's the only Sox position player to have it on his resume. Let's get you going with Xander Bogart's because what he did in this one tonight was fantastic. Homered in the fifth, homered in the seventh, then he doubled in the ninth. You know, the last two years now, one major league player has 50 homers, 40 doubles, and has driven in 200. It's Xander. He's the only guy. And the home run that he hit his last time up, the odometer was perfect for him. It was 30 homers, 100 runs batted in, 100 runs scored right there. Hit that 30th home run off. Carlos Estevez, yes, everybody should know this one by now. That is Charlie Sheen's real name. And appropriately, there was some winning being done by the Red Sox on Wednesday night. Again, 7-4 the final. It was Bogarts chipping in with all of what we just talked about. Devers hit a home run, also tripled and singled. So forget about the 0-14 for that he came in with. He went 3-5 for in this game, a double away from the cycle. And Nolan Arenado robbed him of a double in the sixth inning. So uh, this really could have been a cycle night for Rafi Devers, whose OPS is now 964. Bogart's bats right after him. He's at 966. Then J.D. Martinez, who's at 963. Those are your seventh, eighth, and ninth place OPS guys in the major leagues. They happen to hit back-to-back-to-back in the order for the Red Sox following last year's American League MVP. And Mookie Betts, again, I mean, it's not like he's having a bad year or anything. He's going to lead the majors in runs scored. Chance to get to, well, right now the pace is 144 runs. He'd be only the second Red Sox ever to get there. Ted Williams is the guy right now. Speaking of Ted Williams, and you can't bring up Ted enough when you talk about comparing this to that. I got to throw this at you for Devers because here's Rafi now with 80 extra base hits, right? Rafi's 22. When Ted Williams was 22, and he had the incredible season where he, uh, he hit 406, and, and everybody just couldn't believe that a 22-year-old could do all that, you know, we had 73 extra base hits that year. I know he hit 406, and that's entirely impressive, but already seven more extra base hits this year for Rafi Devers and Ted Williams had in that magical 1941 season. J.D. Martinez, we mentioned, a home run. His went 434 feet, and he talked to us after the game. Martinez, part of the fun tonight. We're going to get joined by him in just a moment. The Red Sox have swept it. 
Took 348 tonight, but that's okay. 7-4 the final. J.D. among the guys mashing on this road trip, and it's got to feel a little different now, J.D., I would think. Everything's starting to click. It's a lot of fun to watch from up here. How's it feel down there? Um, it feels good. Um, you know, uh, I think everybody uh, kind of a little run here. Um, you know, I feel like everyone's putting good at-bats together, pitching well, playing well. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is we're getting guys in from scoring position. Uh, so, yeah, he's been good right now. J.D., if the only knock is that the RBI numbers are down, it's a simple reason. The guys in front of you continue to do damage. Bogart's endeavors, you don't come up with a lot of guys on base anymore. <laughs> yeah, man, um, they clean it up for me. <laughs> you know, uh, there's nothing really usually out there. Um, but it's all good, man. It's all good. As long as the guys are coming in, that's the important thing. 434, we were told your home run was tonight. We thought you got shorted a little bit, actually. But uh, <laughs> the, the ones that you hit in San Diego, the one that you hit here tonight, and I know you like hitting at this ballpark. Who doesn't? I mean, that's kind of a silly thing to even throw out there. But you're close to a 500 career hitter here. Is It It can't be just the, the thin air, right? I mean, is it a good hitter's backdrop? What, what do you think it is? Um, there's a lot of green. I don't think, um, you know, yeah, the ball flies. Yeah, you can uh, – you can say you get a lot more homers here, and you know I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that at all. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is there's just a lot of green out there. You know, you look down the the lines, it's 350. There's no park in the league that's like that. Right. And it's just a lot of ground to cover out there for the outfield. So I feel like there's just I don't know. As a hitter, you feel all I got to do is hit it, and it's going to find a way to <laughs> find some green out there, really. J.D., uh, you know, you have this reputation as a tireless worker. This has been my first year seeing it up close in person, whether walking through an airport, watching video on a phone, sitting on the floor of an airplane, watching video on a laptop. It is so impressive to me, not only that you have that tireless ethic, but how is it that you can keep all of that sort of filed in its proper place and it's not too much to overwhelm you when you step in there to do damage? Um, uh, I don't know. I think just experience. Um you know, uh, at the beginning, I didn't know what to do. At the beginning, when I was a rookie, I overreacted. I would just look too much into things. And I think now I know exactly like what's important. What do I have to? What do I have to study? What do I have to focus on? And then just simplifying it and trying to make it as simple as I can. Once I go, once I pretty much get in the on deck circle, is okay. One of four home runs hit tonight were from JD Martinez. Hey, enjoy the off day, my friend. We'll see you in Anaheim. Thanks so much for your time. Okay, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks to J.D. Martinez. You know, you got four American League players with a 300 batting average and at least 25 home runs. The Red Sox are hogging three of them. It's J.D., it's Devers, it's Xander, and Yuli Gurriel of the Astros is the other one, by the way. Never have the Red Sox had three guys with 30 home runs and a 300 batting average. It's only happened nine times in Major League history. Red Sox making their move on Tampa Bay. I'm telling you, they're going to overtake Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is reeling right now. And the Red Sox, who have been in third place every day since May 4th, except for one. It was when they beat the Yankees for a third time back at the end of July. They toggled a half a game ahead of Tampa Bay, but then began the eight-game losing streak. Well, now Tampa Bay is in a bit of a free fall, and the Red Sox are coming here. Red Sox have homered in 30 of their last 31 games. It was a game against Jacob Junis of the Kansas City Royals, where they failed to homer. If they had just gotten one out in that game... We'd be talking about a major league record, 31 straight for a home run. Got to mention this, too. The Red Sox on the road. Remember, they started 3-10 on the road, had the miserable West Coast road trip off the top. Ever since that 3-10 start, 35-18 on the road. And this is a comfortable stretch they're in now. They're going to Anaheim. The Angels are not playing well. 
And this is a stretch where the Red Sox are playing only 14 games in a stretch of 19 days. It's getting late in the season. This is where you need to catch your breath a little bit. The schedule was not kind early, but it's actually kind of being very kind right now. Mentioned Workman got the save, his ninth of the year. Rodriguez, the win, goes to 16-5. and And with his ERA at 3.9, he's still a little bit away from creeping into the top 10 in ERA. I think that's really what it's going to take for people to understand nationally what Eduardo Rodriguez is accomplishing this year. But you know what? He's going to have at least six more starts remaining now. If he wins four of those, that's a 20-win season. And boy, did that come from, from out of nowhere. A lot of credit to Eddie Rodriguez. He's figured out how to get lefties out again. And even though it wasn't a big strikeout night for him on Wednesday, he did what he needed to do. And the Red Sox, who never trailed in that World Series here in Denver, the the two games they played, they never trailed in these two games either. And, uh, well, they won 10-5, I think it was, and 4-3 in those two World Series games in Denver. It was 10-6 and 7-4 this time around. And it wasn't Seth Smith who struck out to end things against Jonathan Papelbon. Oh, one thing I got to mention about that ninth inning, though. Charlie Blackman done lost his mind. I mean, the, the guy, he's fascinating to watch. I, I love watching Charlie Blackman play because he looks like he just washed ashore with, with this ridiculous beard that he's got going and the walk-up music that he's had for forever now, the Josie's on vacation, far away thing. And, and Jerry Meals, the home plate umpire, I'm sorry. He was terrible. He was terrible all night. And I, I don't really blame Charlie Blackman for wigging out. He got called out on a pitch, a knuckle curve. There was probably two inches outside, but he, he just went bananas. He spiked his bat like it was a Gronkowski touchdown in the back of the end zone. Eventually spiked with two hands his batting helmet, and that thing flew way up into the air. It was uh, not a good couple games for the Rockies. It has certainly not been a, a good back stretch for them. They're 19-41 and 41 in their last 60. Only the Detroit Tigers are any worse. And you know... Had the Red Sox been beating teams like the Tigers and the Orioles a little bit more consistently this year, maybe the Red Sox wouldn't be in this pickle. But they can fight their way out of this pickle, I'm telling you, because, again, Oakland and Tampa Bay both lost. Cleveland did win. And unlike Sunday, when the Red Sox, all they needed to do to gain on everybody was beat San Diego and they couldn't do it, this this time they were able to stick the landing in Denver. It took three hours and 45 minutes to get it in the books, but they put it there, and that felt pretty nice. So the off day now, we're not going to have a podcast again until after the Angels series is over, because even though we call this Sox Daily, it's really more of a Monday through Friday thing. If you haven't gone to iTunes to actually subscribe to this thing yet, it's not too late. We encourage you to do it. Also kindly ask you to leave us a five-star review, or at least a four. I mean, so far we're kind of a clean sheet on the fives, so please don't mess with that unless you really hate it. And if you want to leave a a lovely comment, that's always welcome, too. This is Josh Lewin. Again, the happy final from Denver amid all of the secondhand smoke. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Boston 7 and Colorado 4. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.